بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد So inshallah ta'ala today we have another name from among the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to study and we don't just want to study the name and the meanings but we also want to study the application of those names and meanings in our life insha'Allah ta'ala because we should remember that the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not just names they are names that contain meanings and they are not just meanings to be thought about or to be aware of but they are meanings that are intended to be implemented in our in our lives and perhaps that is a part of the meaning of the hadith inna lillahi tis'atan wa tis'in isman mi'atan illa wahida man ahsaha dakhala al-jannah aw kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah has a hundred or Allah has 99 names a hundred less one whoever ahsaha and remember al-ihsa it is to learn and to implement what you know to learn and to act upon the knowledge that you have whoever does this will enter into paradise so it's not just enough for us to learn the name and learn what it means but also learn how to implement it in our lives insha'Allah ta'ala and the name that we have uh, for today insha'Allah is As-Samad and as you know this name is found in Surah Al-Ikhlas قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدُ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدُ and we spoke about this surah in the last session and we spoke about two names, Al-Ahad and Al-Wahid. And some of the brothers at the end of the class incidentally were asking, what is the difference between Al-Ahad and Al-Wahid? I did mention it during the class, but perhaps not everybody quite picked up on it, or perhaps I didn't explain it clearly enough. Um, I think that the easiest way, and it's very difficult to summarize because they both come from a similar route, but I think the easiest way is to say that Al-Ahad emphasizes uniqueness al-ahad emphasizes that Allah is unique and al-wahid emphasizes number that Allah is one one in his names and his attributes and his actions one in our worship of him so the fact that Allah is one is emphasized by al-wahid وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّهُ Your Lord is one God. Your God is one God. There is nothing worthy of worship except Him. So Al-Wahid emphasizes the number one. And Al-Ahad emphasizes that He is unique. And there is nothing like Him. وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ And Allah knows best. The two are very similar, but it seems to me that when the, the word, when the name Al-Wahid is mentioned, the emphasis is more upon the number 
and when Al-Ahad is mentioned, the emphasis is more upon being unique. But other than that, the two names definitely have an overlap because they both come from that particular root. Al-Wa'u wal-Ha'u dal Wahid or Ahad. Okay. So now we come to As-Samad. And As-Samad is mentioned in the same surah. Let's remind ourselves of the virtue of this particular surah. The Prophet said in the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri in Sahih al-Bukhari that he said to his companions, would one of you be able to read a third of the Qur'an in one night? This was this they thought this was hard, very difficult. And he, they couldn't they couldn't comprehend it, they couldn't understand, they couldn't imagine how someone could do this. They said, Allah. Which of us is able to do this, O Messenger of Allah? And he, which of us could read a third of the Quran in one night? The Prophet said, Allahul Wahidul Samad Thuluthul Quran. Allah Al Wahid Al Samad is a third of the Quran, meaning Qulhu Allahu Ahad, Allahu Samad, Lam Yalid Walam Yulad, Walam Yakullahu Kufuan Ahad represents or is equal to a third of the Quran. And as some of the scholars had said that the Qur'an is a, a summary or it gathers, it's, it's, a, it's a book which gathers together. And from the meanings of the word Al-Kitab, from the meanings of the word Al-Kitab, the book, is Al-Jami' the thing which gathers everything together. It gathers together all of the previous scriptures. Yani everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed is gathered from the previous nations is gathered for us in the Qur'an. And Qulhu Allahu Ahad gathers together the meanings or a large number of meanings of what is in the Quran. So effectively it is like a summary of the Quran or a summary of a part of the, the Quran. All found within Qulhu Allahu Ahad. And some of the scholars said Surah Al-Fatiha is a summary of the whole Quran and so on and so forth. But here we have an evidence that Qulhu Allahu Ahad represents a summary of a third of the Qur'an. So what is the meaning of As-Samad? As-Samad has many, many meanings. And in fact, defining the word As-Samad is one of the hardest words to define in a single word. And that's why if you look at the translations of the Qur'an in English, you will find that they have very varying translations of As-Samad. And that's not because of anything other than the fact that this word is so comprehensive. And if you listen to the tafsir of the Salaf, the tafsir of the early generations for the word As-Samad, you will see that among themselves they varied so much in the explanation of this word and many of them said all of the explanations are true meaning this is a word that is so deep 
all of the different ways of explaining it are correct and they are not contradictory but they're just looking at a different aspect of the word so some of them said as-sayyid al-azim as-sayyid and this is a very common way of explaining as-samad as being as-sayyid al-azim as-sayyid is the master the one who has reached the very pinnacle the very top the one who is perfect in knowledge and in wisdom and in power and so on so they said it is a sayyid and the meaning of a samad is a sayyid the master and the meaning of a samad is al-azim the one who is the most great and he has the greatest attributes and the one who has the best attributes and the one who has the greatest attributes and some of them said the one who has perfection in his knowledge and wisdom forbearance and ability and power might and greatness and all of his attributes i the one who has perfection in all of his attributes is called as-samad the one who has perfection in all of his attributes some of them noted that as-samad refers to the one who has many characteristics Wasi'u's-sifat has many many different characteristics many attributes so we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has many names and many attributes and part of the this is the meaning of as-samad that he has many names and attributes and the one whose attributes are the the peak or the pinnacle of greatness you know they have reached the absolute pinnacle of greatness and you can say supremacy and superiority so the, from the meanings of a samad are supremacy and superiority over everything else being superior and supreme over everything else this is from the meanings of a samad and this is from the meanings of a sayyid al-azim which some of the scholars explained that a samad is a sayyid al-azim i.e. the one who has complete superiority and supremacy over everything and from the meanings of a samad and this is a meaning which many of the scholars mentioned is that from the meanings of a samad is the one whom all of creation turns to for their needs the one whom all of creation turns to for their needs so creation are constantly in need of everything who is the one that they turn to for everything they need as-samad he is the one who everyone needs him but he doesn't need anyone so he subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't turn to anyone for, for he doesn't need anyone he doesn't ask anyone he doesn't require anything from anyone he doesn't even benefit from our worship nor is he harmed by the disbelief of the people who disbelieve if every single one of us were to worship him with the heart of the most pious among us this would not increase anything for him and if every one of us were to disobey him with the heart of the most wicked among us it would not decrease anything from him subhanahu wa ta'ala because he is completely free of any need and yet everyone needs him so this is from the meanings of as-samad
the one who all of or all living beings all beings turn to in their time of need because they have no lord other than him and they have no one that they can turn to other than him and no one that they can seek refuge to with in correcting their affairs in their dunya or in their akhirah except him the one who people humble themselves before him in times of desperate need so from the meanings of a samad is the one whom the people lower themselves and submit themselves to in times of desperate need al-shada'id al-qurubat the times when things are really difficult they turn to him because they recognize nobody can fulfill their hopes and their dreams except him so from this is from the meaning of as-samad the one who they seek his aid and his help in times of desperate need because they know that only he can answer their needs only he can provide for their needs and only he can provide a way out of their difficulties because of his knowledge and his mercy and his kindness and his love and the greatness of his power and his honor and his dominion so because of all of these things they know that it's only him that they can turn to so do you see the link between two of the major definitions of a samad there is a link between them that i want to make sure you understand al azim the one who has reached the pinnacle of superiority and supremacy in his names and attributes and the one who everyone needs him but he doesn't need anyone what is the link between the two the link between the two is why is it that everybody turns to Allah in times of desperate need because he is a Sayyidul Azim he is the one who has completed every single or has com complete perfection in every single one of his names and attributes nobody has his knowledge nobody has his wisdom nobody has his power nobody has his authority nobody has his honor nobody has his mercy so there is nobody else that you can turn to except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so there is no contradiction between the two definitions of those who said that a say al samad is the one who has reached supremacy and superiority in all of his names and attributes and the one who said that a samad is the one who needs nobody but everybody needs him because the reason he needs nobody and everybody needs him is because of the perfection that he has in his names and in his attributes. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari rahimahullah ta'ala narrated in his tafsir from Abdullah ibn Abbas that he said As-Samad is As-Sayyid is the master who is complete in his mastery over all things. As-Sharif he is a sharif the most noble who has perfection in his nobility so the first one he mentioned as sayyid the master over all things the second that ibn abbas mentioned is a sharif the most noble and the most honorable whose honor is perfect 
Al-Azim, Al-Ladhi Qad Kamula Fi Azamatihi. He is Al-Azim, the most great, whose greatness is perfect. So he mentioned a Sayyid, the master, and a Sharif, the one that there is nobody more noble and more honorable than him. And Al-Azim, the one who is the most great and has perfection in his greatness. Al-Halim, Al-Halim, that they are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we will come inshallah to Al-Halim in the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the forbearance, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his wisdom and the, the fact that his actions are associated with perfect wisdom. Al-Ghani, the one who is perfect in his richness, because Allah is the most rich, the one who doesn't need anyone else. Like in the hadith, Ana aghna shuraka shirk. I am the least in need, I am the richest, I am the least in need of anyone to make a partner with me. Because Allah doesn't need us to, to worship Him and He doesn't harm Him if we disbelieve in Him. Al-Jabbar That Allah Azza wa Jal is Al-Jabbar who is perfect in His in this and how would we describe Al-Jabbar? Al-Jabbar has a couple of meanings again we will come to it in the names of Allah but from the meanings of Al-Jabbar is the one who has supremacy or superiority over everything. And from the meanings of Al-Jabbar is the one who makes up for our loss, makes up for our mistakes and, our, uh, and overlooks our errors. And makes up for the fact that we are incomplete yet he is complete. So from the meanings of As-Samad is Al-Jabbar. Al-Alim. And notice that Ibn Abbas here is not mentioning names of Allah because for example Al-Sharif. He's not mentioning all of them are names of Allah. He's mentioning them as attributes. And that's why he didn't say Al-Alim. He didn't say Al-Alim. Because Al-Alim is not one of the names of Allah Azza wa Al-Alim is one of the names of Allah. But not Al-Alim. So he said Al-Alim Al-Ladhi Qad Kamula Fi Ilmihi. He is the one who is the most knowledgeable and his knowledge is perfect. Al-Hakim Al-Ladhi Qad Kamula Fi Hikmatihi. He is the most wise, whose wisdom is perfect. وَهُوَ الَّذِي قَدْ كَمُلَ فِي أَنْوَاعِ الشَّرَفِ وَالسُؤْدَدِ He is the one who has reached perfection or has got perfection in every kind of honor and every kind of superiority. وَهُوَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ هَذِهِ صِفَتُهُ لَا تَنْبَغِي إِلَّا لَهُ He is Allah. The exalted and these attributes are not are his and they're not befitting to be for anybody else. Look at the number of attributes that come out of a samad, a sayyid, a sharif, al-azim, al-halim, al-ghani, al-jabbar, al-alim, al-hakim. All of these are attributes coming out of the name a samad. His superiority, his honor, his greatness, forbearance and richness, and his authority over his slaves and his making up for their needs and their wants, and his knowledge and his wisdom, and every kind of completeness in his honor and in his mastery over 
his servants. All of this from the tafsir of Ibn Abbas for As-Samad. And there are many others which we're going to come to. So it's not like this is the only explanation. There are many, many others. And every person is looking at a different aspect of this word. But what do we take from the statement of Ibn Abbas? One of the things we take is that As-Samad is one of those comprehensive names that doesn't just indicate one meaning. We've come to names of Allah that indicate one meaning. And we've come across names of Allah that indicate many, many different meanings in one name. As-Samad is one of those that indicates many different meanings in one name. Like Al-Hay and Al-Qayyum and like the name Allah which indicate lots of things in one meaning. So As-Samad is one of the names which indicates many, many names and attributes within it are found within it the meaning of uh, As-Samad. So essentially what we can say is that As-Samad tells us three things about the attributes of Allah. Number one, it tells us that the attributes of Allah are many. Number one, it tells us that the attributes of Allah are many. Kathratul asma'i wa sifat. The second one, it tells us that the attributes of Allah are great. That there are no attributes greater than the attributes of Allah. Azamatu sifatillah. And the third thing it tells us is the perfection of Allah's names and attributes. Kamalu sifatillah. So it tells us al-kathra wal-azama wal-kamal. That Allah's attributes are many. He has many different attributes. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes are the greatest. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes are the most perfect. And all of these are principles found within the names and attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal. So when we come to talk about principles relating to Allah's names and attributes, and for those of you who have studied, for example, Al-Qawa'idul Muthla, the lofty principles that relate to Allah's names and attributes. The first principle of Allah's names and the first principle of Allah's attributes is that they are perfect. There is no deficiency in them in any single way. And this meaning can be taken from As-Samad. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, has another angle for us to look at. Although it contains some of the same things, but it's from a different, slightly different angle. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, said, As-Samad, is a Sayyid, the master, the one who is complete in his mastery over his creation. And for this reason, the Arabs used to name their most noble people with this name. And the Arabs used to name their most noble people, Samad. And a Samad is one of the names, it's not permissible to name anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So sometimes we have brothers whose name might be Abdul Samad, and they might shorten it to Samad, but it's not permissible. Because this is one of the names whose meanings only applies to Allah Azza wa Jal. However, the Arabs of old used to 
named their most noble and their most honorable of their entire people with this name, Samat. And he mentions a line of, uh, of poetry. So he says here, a Samat is the one who the hearts turn to in hope and fear and has many attributes of good within him and many praiseworthy characteristics that belong to him. So what did he mention? He said the hearts turn to him in hope and fear. A samad is the one who the hearts turn to in hope and fear. And he said, لِكَثْرَةِ خِصَالِ الْخَيْرِ فِيهِ Because of the huge amount of good that is within him. And the perfect or the praiseworthy attributes that he has. He's talking linguistically here. He's not talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Exactly. But just what the word means linguistically. So much good and so much many praiseworthy attributes. And for this reason, the majority of the early generations among them, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah said, this is still from Ibn Kathir, that a samad is the one who is complete in his mastery over all of his creation. He is the most knowledgeable who is complete in his knowledge, the one who is the most powerful and is complete in his power, the one who is the most wise and is complete in his wisdom, the one who is the most merciful and is complete in his mercy, and the one who is most generous and complete in his generosity. So the essence of a samad, again the link between the two, is that the linguistic meaning is the one who the hearts turn to in need. Because of the praiseworthy attributes that they have. And therefore, this is true of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of the hearts turn to Allah azza wa jal in hope and fear because they know that all good comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah touches you with harm, then nobody can remove it but Him. And if Allah touches you with good, then He is able to do all things. As for the linguistic or some details on the linguistic meaning, then it is said that a samad comes from two uh, words. There are two words linguistically that indicate the meaning of a samad. And that is al-jam'u wal-qast. Al-jam'u gathering lots of things together because a samad is the one who gathers all of these praiseworthy attributes together and al-qast the one that everyone seeks him out for their needs and that is why all of the meanings you saw there all of them revolve around these two linguistic meanings al-jam'u wal-qast al-jam' gathering many many praiseworthy attributes together and al-qast everyone else seeking him out for their needs and their hopes and protection from their, from their fears. So all desires and hopes and dreams are directed towards him and all characteristics of superiority are gathered 
within him. And for this reason we see the early generations explaining this name in many different ways. So some of them said, and this is another angle about a samat, the one that doesn't drink and doesn't eat. They said a samat is the one who doesn't drink and doesn't eat. The one who doesn't drink and doesn't eat. And some of them said, a samad is the one that all of creation turns to for their needs and their desires. And some of them said, the one who nothing comes out of him. And some of them said, the meaning of a samad is, lam yalid wa lam yulad. And some of them explained the name a samad with lam yalid wa lam yulad. He doesn't give birth to anything and he was not given birth to. And nothing comes out of him and he did not come out of anything. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. And some of them said, as we heard, the master who is complete in his mastery over his creation. And some of them said, he is the one that nothing is above him. And all of these meanings, as we're going to see in the following uh, part, all of them refer to the same thing. All of them refer to the same thing. And all of them can be taken from this meaning of al-jam'u wal-qast, gathering all good together, and the desire and people's goals and aims and dreams and hopes and questions and du'as being made towards Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why uh, Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir narrated from Al-Tabarani that he mentioned these different opinions with regard to As-Samad and then he said وَكُلُّ هَذِهِ صَحِيحَةً وَهِيَ مِنْ صِفَاتِ رَبِّنَا عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَهُوَ الَّذِي يُصْمَدُ إِلَيْهِ فِي الْحَوَائِجِ وَهُوَ الَّذِي إِنْتَهَى سُؤْدَدُهُ وَهُوَ الصَّمَدْ الَّذِي لَا جَوْفَ لَهُ وَلَا يَأْكُلُ وَلَا يَشْرَبْ وَهُوَ الْبَاقِ بَعْدَ خَلْقِهِ He said every single one of these meanings is correct. And all of these are from the characteristics or the attributes of our Lord Azza wa Jal. Because He is the one that everyone seeks out in their needs. And He is the one who is, has the peak or the perfection of His mastery over creation. He is the one who does not eat nor does He drink. And he is the one who will remain after all of his creation have gone. And Al-Baghawi rahimahullah ta'ala said, the right thing to do is to apply the word as-samad to all of the things that are said about it. Because all of them are appropriate for this meaning. So this indicates that there is no samad except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is the most great and the one able to do everything. And that this name is specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He is the only one who has it. And to Him belong the perfect names and lofty attributes as Allah said, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ There is nothing like Him and He is the all-hearing and the all-seeing. Notice how Al-Baghawi links the name to لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ 
There is nothing that is like him. So Al-Baghawi interprets or explains the name in the light of the last ayah of, or in the meaning of the last ayah of Qul Allahu Ahad. وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدْ And this is part of the meaning of As-Samad. And it's part of the meaning of Al-Ahad. The one that there is nothing similar to him. And as we heard, Al-Baghawi said that the right thing to do is to interpret As-Samad in the light of everything that has been said about it. So all of these meanings that have been said about it, all of them are correct. And Sheikh Muhammad Al-Amin Al-Shanqiti Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, from that which is well known from the speech of the Arabs, is that they use As-Samad for As-Sayyid Al-Azim, for the greatest of masters. And for the thing which does not eat, nor does it, nor does it drink. And that is not in need of any, not in need of, of, of anything, and nothing comes out from it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is a Sayyid. He is the master. He is the one that every single thing goes to in their time of need. And He is the one who is free from the characteristics of His creation, like eating food and similar things to that. High is Allah above this with a great highness. Yani Allah is the one who is free from the characteristics of his creation. And so when you hear the name As-Samad, what do you think? It instantly puts into your mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all of the characteristics of perfection and none of the characteristics of imperfection. Therefore, everything which is a characteristic of imperfection, like eating and drinking and giving birth, these are all characteristics of imperfection and naqs. They're all characteristics of imperfection, not characteristics of perfection. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from all of these characteristics because He is a samad. So how do we implement this? How do we implement this in our, in our lives? What is the implementation of this name in our lives? There, there are two parts to this, as there are with many of the names of Allah azawajal. The first thing is that we recognize we've learned something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've learned something about Allah's greatness, about the vastness of Allah's attributes, and about the perfection of Allah's attributes. And we've learned that Allah does not resemble His creation, or is not the same or similar to His creation in any way. There is nothing that is... There is no partner, there is no one with him. There is nothing that is like him. So we've learned this about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what about our actions as it relates to the name As-Samad? First of all, we can say that everything that we come to know about Allah should lead us to worship Allah as He deserves to be worshipped. And the reason we worship Allah as He deserves to be worshipped is because of what we know about His characteristics, His names and His attributes. And that is why for the majority of times in the Qur'an, there is a link between Al-Rububiyyah and Al-Uluhiyyah. When Allah mentions Al-Rububiyyah, 
he mentions his creation or his, the risk that he gives you or his knowledge or his wisdom, he links it with a command to worship him. And that is because our worship of him is based upon what we know of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we appreciate the greatness of Allah and the perfection of Allah and the vastness of Allah's names and attributes, all of which are taken from As-Samad, then the first thing that we do is in our worship, we only seek help from Allah and we only turn to Allah and we only ask from Allah and we only seek refuge with Allah. And we only worship Allah and we don't give any of our worship to other than Him. And we don't seek help from anyone other than Him. And we don't trust in anyone other than Him. And this is a lesson you can learn in all of the names and attributes of Allah, but it's particularly valid for As-Samad. Because of the meaning that everything turns to Him and He turns to nobody else. So if you know that Allah doesn't need anything else, and Allah is free of the deficiencies that exist in mankind. And you know that Allah is so superior and so supreme over His creation. And you know that He has so many attributes and names of perfection and greatness. How then could you turn to anyone other than Allah for your needs? How then could you make dua to anyone besides Allah? How then could you seek help from anyone besides Allah? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that He is As-Samad. And when you see that this is the message from As-Samad, you can understand a part of the reason why Qulhu Allahu Ahad represents a third of the Qur'an. Because the very message of Allahu As-Samad is the same message as إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُوا وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we worship, and you alone, we ask for help. Because Allah is the only one who has these attributes of vastness and greatness and supremacy and superiority. And if He is the only one who has those attributes of greatness, then there is nobody else that we should ever worship or we should ever ask or we should ever make dua to. As Allah Azza wa Jal said, أَمَّن يُجِيبُ الْمُطَّرَّ إِذَا دَعَى وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءُ وَيَجْعَلَكُمْ وَيَجْعَلُكُمْ خُلَفَاءِ الْأَرْضِ أَإِلَاهٌ مَعَ اللَّهِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Who is it that answers the one in the time of desperate need when he calls upon him? And who is it that removes the evil that has afflicted you? And who is it that will make you have authority on the earth? Is there a God besides Allah? Notice here, and this is important. Notice how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the thing He does and then the thing that we do. The link between al-rububiyyah and al-uluhiyyah. Who is it who answers the dua of the one who makes dua? Can anyone else answer the dua of the one in desperate need? Nobody else can answer. Can anyone else remove harm from you except Allah? Nobody else can remove harm from you except Allah. Can anyone else give you authority on the earth? Nobody can give it to you except Allah. Is there anything which deserves to be worshipped besides Allah? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions His rububiyyah, His supremacy and His greatness and His lordship over His servants. And then He says, Is there anything that should be worshipped besides Allah? 
Is there anything that deserves to be worshipped besides Allah? قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ How little it is that you remember. I.e. when you know that Allah has all of these attributes of supremacy, then how is it that you can worship something besides Him? Especially when this ayah is addressed to a people worshipping idols. And these idols, they know that these idols have none of this supremacy, none of this greatness, none of this superiority. They don't have loads of praiseworthy attributes. They don't answer the one in desperate need. They don't remove harm. They don't give you anything or prevent you from anything. And yet the people worship them besides Allah So this is one of the major lessons that we take from As-Samad. And as we said that in some ways you can say that the rest of the surah is both is an explanation of the two names Al-Ahad and As-Samad. Because Al-Ahad is the one Lam Yalid wa Lam Yulad, the one who he is Ahad, he is alone, he is only one, he is unique. Nobody gave birth to him, he didn't give birth to anyone. Lam Yakullahu Kufuan Ahad, nobody is equal or comparable to him. And that is from the meanings of Al-Ahad. And both of these are also from the meanings of As-Samad, from a different angle, from Allah's greatness and superiority over His creation, that He has nothing which is similar to Him, and He has no partner with Him in any of His names or His attributes. And nothing, He doesn't eat or drink, He doesn't need anything, He's never given birth, and He was never given birth to. So from two different angles, the last two ayat, explain the names Al-Ahad and As-Samad. Al-Ahad from the point of Allah's uniqueness and As-Samad from the point of Allah's self-sufficiency and His greatness and mastery over His creation. And both of those link to the last two ayat of the surah. So the surah effectively explains the meaning of these two names in, to a certain, or in a certain way. And so this is something that we can take from, or this is what Allah Azza wa Jalla has made easy with regard to the name, As-Samad. And Allah Azza wa Jalla knows best. Wa salatu wa salam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka.